0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
2: Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us in this bi-week episode. And I have on with me one of, uh, he's a writer for buffalorealmings.com. He does great work over there at the site. He is not only one of my favorite people to talk to about Buffalo Bills, but just in general, such an easy guy to discuss uh, anything with. We could talk for two hours and it feels like 10 minutes. So I'd like to welcome back Sean Murphy from buffalorealmings.com. Sean, how's it going tonight?
1: Nate, I, after that introduction, now I feel like I, I have to live up to something. I feel great, man. How you been?
2: <laughs> good, good. Well, just don't screw it up, okay? That's all I can say. I'll, I'll
1: try. That's, that's Murphy's Law dictates that now I will, but I'll, I'll try to do better.
2: <laughs> you yeah. will. You will. Don't worry. I'll screw up more than you will. So <laughs> uh, first things first, um, you know, it's it's hard to look forward. Before we look forward, it's hard not to look backward just a little bit as far as, you know what happened most recently with the bills and of course with the bye week we have even more time to commiserate and pontificate about it and think about and that is the bills loss to the tennessee titans in nashville 34 31 um last week and i don't want to you know revel in it too much or, or or really get down about it but when that game was over and you know let me know about how you were feeling afterwards, and, and do you feel any differently a week out or still the same um, after that loss?
1: Well, it was funny because as I'm watching the game, it, I don't know if you had this experience playing Madden, but when you're playing the CPU and it just feels like it keeps glitching out and it wants you to lose, and you sit there and you go, all right, I'm going to be fine here, and then you know the computer doinks a, a 48-yard pass off a safety's head and catches the ball and you go well that's you know bullcrap that's not actually going to happen in real life and then they spring a 70 something yard run and you go ah well you know cpu just wants me to lose and then all of a sudden at the end you know your quarterback falls down instead of getting the the first down on a fourth and one that he gets 99 times out of 100 and then you look up and you go wow i i really feel like spiking my controller or maybe that's <laughs> me, but that that's kind of how I felt watching that game and, and all of that randomness and all of that weird stuff. Matt Warren and I kept talking about it in, as we were like pinging the Slack chat. Think of all the things that had to go right for the Titans to eke that win out. You know, they, they sat there and you had a busted. We could talk about the holding that wasn't called on the Derrick Henry run, but it still took. OK, so we blew our run fit on that one for him. The best running back in football to go bust off a 76-yard gain. You know, Ryan Tannehill looks like, I don't know, looked like he did in Miami for the first two-and-a-half quarters, and then all of a sudden he looks like Ryan Montana Hill for the last quarter-and-a-half on those play-action crossing routes. So Mm -hmm. everything that went down to make that game the end, I feel pretty confident in Buffalo to come back and learn from it. And if they see Tennessee down the road, which after this, you know, disturbing week of football whatever the hell happened today it looks increasingly likely that that could be something that happens as as kansas city starts to slide to the background and teams like tennessee and and the bengals hello if you had them on your you know early season parlay good for you then then that's where you may end up seeing all these lessons that they learned uh from that loss come out but I, I don't feel any different about the Bills I, I still think that if they're not the best team in the AFC they're they're right there in that top two or three and as frustrated as I was and I went to bed immediately after Allen fell down immediately and I never do that usually I'll like stay up and I'll walk around but I'm like nope I'm putting my phone on the charger mm-hmm. it's 30 I'm pissed I'm going to bed <laughs> so then I wake up and my wife looks at me and she she just goes dude what happened at the end of that game? And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even explain it. So after watching that, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that that was Tennessee's best shot at the Bills. And and I, I think if they meet each other again later on, I think Buffalo prevails. But that was frustrating loss. And uh, to quote our our arch nemesis, Bill Belichick, I mean, we're
2: uh, we're we're on to Miami. <laughs> Nice, nice. There, there were so many things I liked in that response, Sean. The first thing I want to talk about is the uh, the Madden thing, the glitch in Madden. It felt like there is definitely like if if you have the, the setting on like an easy setting, that what you should probably do really well on, you'll probably go eleven and zero, twelve and zero, like win pretty easily. And then, like you said, you'll have all of a sudden four fumbles in one game. Like that's weird. I normally only have one or none. <laughs> four in one game. You get a-
1: Happen? Why are they trying to do this? How like how is this getting called? How was that not getting called? When McKenzie, when the kick return touchdown got called back, that's where I kind of said to myself, "All right, it's going to be 34 31 Like that's that's how it's going to go." Mm -hmm. Is let's move on.
2: Yeah, were you were you a a controller thrower? Because I I threw it on the ground underneath me, but I was never throw it in the air, guy. Because I was like, I'm angry, but I'm not so much that I know I don't want to break my TV or my controller.
1: Under this calm exterior, and my I hope that my my best friend growing up is now my principal. Uh, so I hope that he listens to this because he used to call uh, the the surrounding area the graveyard around my my PlayStation because I was a like beat the thing until it died. <laughs> smasher So as as calm as I am on the outside, all it took was a couple of glitchy uh, you know four fumbles in a Madden game and I was destroying it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Uh, I was a chucker, man. It was not good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Video games, the best and the worst of everything right there. (laughs) Sometimes it shows you who you really are at some points, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah. big time. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So, so, you know, I I, I definitely come away with a lot of the same things you said about the the Titans game, Um, everything having to go right, for the Tennessee Titans. It reminds me a little bit of the Pittsburgh Steelers game where everything had to go right. And, you know, except in that game, everything had to go wrong for the bills too. And the punt block for a touchdown. I mean, come on, when does that ever really happen? And, and the, the bills the offense
1: off- egg for yep. that first particular game, both of them too, uh one, the, the troubling pattern is the inability of the interior offensive line to withstand any sort of, solid bull rush. Because Cam Hayward well like was having a party in the backfield. And I think was it Jarrell Casey was the guy who just completely blew everything up on, on buff flow against I think
0: Tennessee. So. I yeah. Think so. And
1: then the same thing with uh TJ Watt, Harold Landry, both of them were able to really kind of burn uh both Deion Dawkins and daryl Williams and he was on the outside. Uh, at will. Spencer Brown picked a real bad time to look like a rookie Mm -hmm. uh, uh, against Tennessee. Even Mitch Morse got torched at one point. And he's been the one guy who I've sat there and pointed at and said, well, you know what? At least the center's been damn near perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I watched him get bowled through uh, on one of Josh's sacks. And I was like, oh boy, this is, uh, it looks like for all the work that they've done on the offensive line and all of the, the money they've invested it still may be a spot where we're uh, where we're looking at when the Bills draft one high in the next couple of years or they go out and try to sign a guy, especially on the interior. I'm not going to be surprised.
2: I mean, right now, it's way too early. I mean, we're only talking what we're in. We're in week eight this upcoming week. And it's like, I have a hard time saying guard. Either side isn't one of the biggest needs of this team right now. Like some sort of... Really like this is this is, you know, we'll we'll never know how it ends up being. But when the Bills took that second defensive end and boogie bash, like, like, hey, man, like stack up on a, t- on a on one need. I'm not opposed to that whatsoever, because, hey, if you don't hit with one, maybe you'll hit with the other. Like, you know, yeah. just just, you know, the more the more uh the more stones you have the pond, right? Like that sort of mm-hmm. idea. The problem is, though, there were some decent interior options at that second round spot. And I remember talking with Griff and Dan Lavoie about that, and I can't f- forget which one, I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of saw – I asked him, I said, hey, at that spot, like, you're good with that pick. Is there anyone you might have considered? And one of them said Cree Humphrey. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at that – and and I, I don't know exactly how he's performing this year, but um, when Boogie Basham is, you know, inactive some of the games and you're just like, man, uh, that – Cree Humphrey probably wouldn't be inactive on game day. He would probably be one of the starting guards, so yep. –
1: would assume. Yeah. And I, I think that they I would if I'm in Brandon Bean's mind, he's probably looking. I don't think Jerry Hughes or Mario Addison is on the roster next year. Yeah. So he, he probably thinks, OK, so now I've got Epinesa. And that's I want to circle back to that, because the reasoning that they gave for him being an inactive doesn't smell funny or doesn't smell right to me uh, mm-hmm. for the last week. But you've got Epinesa. You've got Russo, who's been dynamite. And then you've got Basham, who's flashed a little bit in there. So you've got your top three, I guess, for the next couple of years. And if that's what he's thinking, great. Maybe he looked at the interior line and said, okay, we've actually got a glut of guys. We love Feliciano. We like Cody Ford. We love Mitch Morse. We like Ike Butker. These guys will be okay for us. And then it's kind of been the worst case scenario in there where it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm overreacting a little bit too. But both losses have kind of looked similar, no? Like where where that middle has been killing us.
2: Oh, without a doubt, and and especially when you see it on the outside as well. Like you don't you notice? You're like, wow! Like every there's there's not a position that especially like you said, like the Titans in, in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, there's not a spot where they can't get to to. Josh Allen and, and Josh Allen makes that line look so much better than it really is. And we keep forgetting that. Like when you look at like, Oh, the offensive line of the guards, it's like this, this offensive line, I want to say is like either average or maybe even, eh, I don't want to say slightly below average, but like they have a couple of good pieces, but the other three spots are like, well, hopefully they're okay. You know, like you're, you're never sure. Uh, and I, I would be remiss to say, and let's definitely circle back about the defensive line, but I'd be remiss to say like day one, like if you're looking at biggest needs now, the bills obviously have, you know, several needs, but the biggest, most glaring one to stop what's happening and to, and you know, every team wants to, wants to act like Tennessee and Pittsburgh against the Buffalo bills. The the reality is they can't not, not everyone has stud interior defensive linemen. Not everyone has also some really great pass rush help on the outside. Um, But how you don't see that as a need. And people talk about, you know, letting go of Mitch Morris. It's like, well, now you have another need that you have to take care of, you know, like hope you got you got to hope that you somehow get a better center than Mitch Morris next season. Right.
1: Like, let's say that you, you really are down on Morris and you say that he's a C or a C plus. Okay. So then you're going to cut a C or a C plus to replace him with what yeah. I have idea. And I, I am higher on Morris than that. I, I think, I said it before, but I think Morris has consistently been this team's best offensive lineman this year. And that's I, I love Deion Dawkins. Uh, but I and I wonder how much of that is him almost having to help towards the middle and and jump inside a little bit. And they leave they leave him on an island, too, because mm-hmm. he's he's earned the right to be that guy. So you're you're going to get beat on the outside every once in a while. Like uh, mm-hmm. like I said, after they did lose to Pittsburgh, the other team practiced too. You know what I mean? Yeah. They get paid. They're professionals. They're good. Mm-hmm. So there's there's going to be stuff that goes down. I mean, people have been looking at the upcoming weeks for Buffalo and saying, well, Miami, there's a W. Jacksonville, there's a W. The Colts, there's a W. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo lost one of those three. And I know that sounds crazy looking at the records or, or looking at whatever, but Miami's already lost six in a row. Law of averages tells me it's going to be tough to lose seven in a row, but <laughs> Mm-hmm. yes i'd like to sit here and say that they're going to go squish the fish or you know mash the mammals or whatever we want to say about them jacksonville whatever urban meyer's doing uh you know on his bye or wherever <laughs> you No, know, they can uh, they can get prepped up and then the colts have some tough physical guys that give buffalo problems up front so mm-hmm. there's there's gonna be just because buffalo's got a you know four and two record and they score a ton of points and 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 they do a nice job on defense when they're not you know playing against Tennessee. I have no idea how it happened. Still, how mm-hmm. they got to four on that defense, but it's uh, yeah, it's any given Sunday or or Monday as it were.
2: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So, uh, real quick, Urban Meyer, uh, just in general, I, I love I love that you brought him up in the bye week and what he dude, I feel oh. like he's doing a lot of apologizing lately. If if I if I'm Urban Meyer. <laughs> You know, dude, when you saw I don't did, I don't know if you saw the apology video for him when he was in the press conference. Um you were talking about like d- did you see that at all? Am-
1: I didn't see the video. No. Okay,
2: okay. So let me just describe it to you, okay? Now I feel like I'm an expert on apologizing, not only because I'm married, but like just in general, like you can tell when someone's sincere or not. Yeah. And his apology, now you mentioned your 7-year-old son. He looked like a child that was like you know, being told you have to apologize, and just, like, he basically, like, looked down at the ground the whole time, just kind of, like, you know, swayed back and forth. Well, you know, I was, uh, you know, put in a situation I should never be in and stuff like that. So there was a lot of, like, that apologizing, like, I was put in a situation where I shouldn't be, or, like, people were, you know, that is, that's not an apology, right? Right. That's yeah,
1: No. More and I got caught, and you saw me do something that I shouldn't have done. But uh, you know, it was uh, twisted or something. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like blaming the other people for putting you in a position where you might have been, you know, taken advantage of. And it's like, well, you shouldn't be in that position to begin with because you're a grown man. So yeah,
1: yeah. You can make a decision not to, you know, start playing, uh, grab whatever you want to insert adjective or, or place here let's play mad libs so yeah, yeah you can go ahead and, and avoid that situation yourself because like you said you're a grown man i mean he's 40 he's a grown man he's like 60 oh, yeah, so i exactly. think you can figure that out
2: yeah no kidding so so um real quick before we start talking about like future games and i definitely want to do that um you mentioned the defensive line and where you see it in the future and w- and it reminded me because in the preseason when you and i talked last time in training camp um we were like high on several different guys who have like almost not seen the field at all. F.A. Obada. F.A. Obada. <laughs> we were so high on F.A. Obada.
1: Uh, yeah. Now he's kind of just hanging out in there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and now this like Epinesa. I feel like he's played great for most of the, he's, he's affecting plays. He's setting the edge very well. And then he's a a healthy scratch the other day. And the reason given, if I saw and if I read correctly, was that they wanted to get a look at some other players there. And to me, that's a head scratcher. I I don't understand that. I I feel like when you're attempting to win football games, you want to get a look at the players who have been performing the best. And I don't know how you could look at what they've been doing and say that Epinesa is not one of their their top edges at this point so that 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 to me was was confounding
2: yeah yeah especially in a game where it turns out they didn't have as good of a pass rush as you really hoped um i did a i did a thing i did a poll on twitter and the people said that one of the most disappointing parts of that game was the pass rush in that game
1: Tannehill coming into that game was the most sacked quarterback in the league, right?
2: Yes, yes, he had he was sacked on ten percent of his dropbacks, and yeah, he was he had twenty sacks up to that point. No sacks against the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football.
1: Not a, a one, yeah, that's that's wild to me, and I, I wonder how much of that was that playing it in the back of their head with all of that play action that they ran, especially in the second half when you could see the linebackers crashing hard to the hole and then I there was one of the crossing patterns where he had the floating camera you saw Matt Milano's face and he just kind of went oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> when he saw it going down and I wonder how much of it was them trying to contain and and fill gaps for Henry mm-hmm. but as, as it is like you said it's disappointing to to see a guy who sacked 10% of his dropbacks be sacked on 0% of his dropbacks Against allegedly a a top tier defensive line,
2: yeah, and you know this is i I still think this is a really good defense. don't get me wrong, I just think that even good defenses don't have a have a good game every once in a while, they just face uh, a tough opponent or whatever, and uh I think it exposes just the bills i mean the bill's defensive line to a, a point maybe not so much the edges but on the interior i mean you're just you don't they besides star like they need another guy like star or bigger to also do. To also be ready for these sets because they, I mean, they put Harrison Phillips in there, and I like Harrison Phillips as much as the next guy, but I don't think anyone would confuse Harrison Phillips with a run stuffer you know. No,
1: and even like looking at how much better has Ted Oliver been this year with Star next to him, too. I mean, you you really see Oliver firing off because mm-hmm. they double team him. They have to double Latulue, and if they don't double Latulue, then Starr has been eating like that. That guy has been playing like a man possessed. This year, and I—I'd argue, I—I I think that Justin Zimmer really is the number three uh, defensive tackle here. I, I don't think that that Phillips, like you said, he's kind of—he's kind of jag. He's—he's he's just a guy yeah. sitting in, mm-hmm. great. Dude, and you're not going to confuse him with one of the top end run stuffers. It's crazy how quickly Vernon Butler has kind of become this year's Trent Murphy yeah. too, yeah. Where that guy making six mil to—I don't know—go through pregame warmups and. <laughs> Out, yeah.
2: <laughs> to put in his dress cl- or his uh, street clothes, right? Every every week, it seems. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. You think so? If we had to guess after this season, who would get a contract extension? If it's between, I think they have another year of Justin Zimmer, I believe, where they don't need to extend him. But Harrison Phillips, they need to make a decision at the end of the season, right?
1: I think you're correct, and I I, I think that that will be either a you can h- hang out here for the veterans minimum for a year, or you can go test your market and see what you got. Cause I, I don't see them. I, I don't know how much you want to invest in the middle there with what you've already invested, mm-hmm. but if you are going to invest in it, your idea of, of getting another plugger in there to, to really rotate in with star would be, I think a better use of it, especially when you've got Zimmer and, and Oliver uh, providing the motor right there next to him. I, I think replacing that rotational guy. Mm -hmm. It's probably something that they look at, uh, if not later in the draft. Like, you could see them. I feel like Brandon Bean, that's one of those where he'll make one of those savvy Magic Bean kind of moves where some guy who's been a cast-off from some other place will come here and do something good. It's the kind of faith that I have in their front office at this point to go find people who are going to work.
2: Yeah, exactly. We need another Jordan Phillips, basically, like that, like another cast-off. And, uh, yeah, they, they can perform, have an amazing season. We let him go, and, you know, teams are trying to get rid of him or, you know, <laughs> trade right. him or yeah, whatever.
1: Somewhere else, and then not be, be as good as he was here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, Let's go into the Buffalo Bills schedule upcoming. You mentioned a bunch of the teams that they're playing. And what's really interesting is so now that the Sunday games are mostly almost done at this point, I mean, you're talking the Miami Dolphins next week in Buffalo, yep. the one in six Miami Dolphins. Um, one in which- six.
1: Miami Dolphins, after being 1-0 and and in uh, first place in the AFC East for a little bit. I think I might have heard about that for a bit.
2: Yeah. I think you might have heard about it from Dolphins fans on social media or wherever they could possibly scream it from.
1: I believe that is accurate. I haven't heard it as much. Though,
2: but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Miami Dolphins crowd has been kind of quiet as of late. <laughs> <laughs> uh so you got the 1 in 6 dolphins um after that week 9 you have the Jacksonville Jaguars which at this point Jags aren't doing too good they they're still they were just on the bye this week but they were 1 in 5 going into the bye. the New York Jets which you know the Jets are just you know a train wreck also 1 in 5 uh playing this week and then you got the Colts which uh at this point they are going to play the the 49ers what is it tonight or tomorrow night but
1: night they're they're expecting like a monsoon out there too so oh really In san francisco It's gonna be brutal weather-wise they were saying
2: it feels like the colts are getting everyone on ir though so like this is the time to play the colts at this point yeah.
1: yeah yeah and even with the jets uh zach wilson got hurt uh something with his knee i think i i read just before we got on that they were thinking it's a pcl oh, and it, 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 it's minimum probably two weeks so he's either coming back for buffalo or he's going to miss the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to look, I had to take a double take because they, the Jets, they said that something that drive was easy for Mike White and the Jets. And I'm like, who the hell is Mike, <laughs> Mike White? White right? <laughs> so that, that's apparently the Jets backup quarterback, Mike White. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that could be, if you're looking at the Bills schedule and those of us like you and I, who are old enough to remember the, the old, early 90s bills they would lay an egg or lose to a team that they should have beaten at random points but then they'd always come out and they'd win 11 to 13 Mm
2: -hmm.
1: before the season I remember looking at the schedule and saying I think Buffalo's going to win 13 Mm -hmm. and if you look at it how many more games this year is Buffalo not going to be the favorite Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay?
2: Well after oh. after those four games I mean then you talk about like the really kind of interesting games and those are the only interesting games for the rest of the season really like where you're like man the Bills the Bills might might you know give one of these back so you're talking about the Saints in uh, in New Orleans on Thanksgiving yep. the Patriots which the Patriots are still the Patriots as much as I don't think they're as good obviously still the Patriots and then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which you know the defending uh, Super Bowl champs it just uh, just blew out the Bears so um 6 and 1 at this point. So I mean that's a that's a stretch where the Bills have to worry about but you got four games there where the, all the teams combined at least at this point have four wins. <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is where like when Buffalo goes off and they start that stretch of schedule. You look at this and they should be 8 and 2 mm-hmm. after the stretch. And if you if you are going to be taken seriously, and if you are going to actually stand up and say, hi, we are among the best teams in the NFL, you you can't sit down and lose to Miami at home. Mm-hmm. You can't lose to Jacksonville, period. You can't uh, lose to the Jets, period. Mm-hmm. So these, these next three especially, and then when they play Indianapolis, like we said, tough defense. Um, they got some guys in the middle that are physical. They've got some good pass rushers on the outside too. still a game. You can't lose that. That's that's four games here that they need to come out and establish that kind of dominance of "Hi, This is us. And, and, and this is how we do things. And I, I think it's, it's going to be interesting given how big a, a piece of the offense Dawson Knox has become. I've seen that he's probably going to miss a couple of weeks Um, someone speculated that even though Tommy Sweeney is going to get the obvious tight end snaps, I wonder how much you're going to see somebody like Gabe Davis, uh, on the field a little bit more, or my favorite conspiracy theory, uh, Jake Kummerow may be coming in there and acting like one of those stand up move tight ends a little bit, given that he's huge Mm. and he's already, uh, hitting people on special teams all the time. So this is where, uh, this is where Brian Dayball gets to be super creative in replacing a guy who's actually developed into, a, a exactly what Buffalo wanted him to be this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we talked about Jake Hubro in the off season. We talked about FA Bada guys that really haven't made any impact at all in the grand scheme of things this season, yeah. at least as of yet, anything could happen. Um, Is one of the most surprising parts of the 2021 season the elevation of Dawson Knox's performance over other guys that you thought might break out like an Ed Oliver or um, Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is playing good ball. But it's just like Dawson Knox has just taken his play to just another level. And it's not even just like he cleaned up the drops. He's good. Like he's he's becoming like much better from.
1: Yeah. He can block too. Like. (laughs) They they spring some runs and it's almost always because he just laid a guy out. He took he set the edge. He has become he went from an oh, no, he threw it to Knox to all right. Knox is open. Throw it to him Mm -hmm. to the point where there are games here where where Cole Beasley disappeared from the offense Mm -hmm. because Josh threw it to Knox instead. And then when they're like, you know, they start covering Knox a little bit more. Okay, now we can go back to Cole. So it's it's nice to see the guy, especially after I th- I feel like I've I've said this to you before, but my my 7-year-old he, he called Knox the slippery hands guy. That's what he, every time he, if I were he and I were playing catch, I drop the ball, he'd be like, "Come on, Knox, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> and then how we're watching it and all of a sudden he's like, "Daddy, Dawson Knox is good now. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's yeah. what happens. That's why you don't, don't give up on a guy. You work hard. Yeah. Meanwhile, I had him dead to rights. So I was like, screw this guy. Like, go get Zach Ertz. Go yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm just sitting here shaking my head going, Dawson Knox is probably going to set the team's record for touchdown receptions by a tight end in a season. But he's actually on pace to break Bill Brooks's franchise record for single season. Touchdowns receiving Brooks had 11 in 1995 Knox already has five. So if if they keep doubling, if you're going to bracket Diggs and you're going to bracket Beasley in the red zone, and then you got to still worry about Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis or one of the running backs or Allen running. Yeah, it's easy money just firing the ball at Knox all day long. So I, I, if he gets 12 passing or receiving touchdowns, I will be the happiest dude for this guy because he's worked his butt off and he's earned it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those guys that you always wanted to like, but his play on the field is just like, man, like, like your seven-year-old. I love that your seven-year-old is busting your chops too, by the way. That's hilarious (laughs) every time. But it's, it's like we, there are so many guys that he was always likable and you always wanted, he had that one big play against the Bengals and you wanted him to do well. It's just so good that, especially a guy that, You know, had so many limited reps compared to other tight ends that take three or four years to develop. I mean, the guy was, you know, he only caught like 30 or 40 passes in college and he didn't catch a touchdown. They keep mentioning that all the time. Um, and he played quarterback in high school. So, I mean, the, the guys had a, had, a, I would have given him another year easily because of how far he's had to come. But the fact that he's doing this now in his third year, when a lot of Titans take at least till their third or fourth year, like even like the Zach Hertz's of the world or the Travis Kelsey's or whatever, they take a couple of years. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. He's played great. Now, be honest. Were you like me when they, when Buffalo ran that, you know, Philly special or that Buffalo special, when Knox threw that ball, did you say in your head he was a quarterback? And oh my God, that ball is ugly. What the <laughs> hell happened?
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he, he did. Josh Allen almost had to come back for that ball. Like, what what the heck was that, Dawson? And
1: there was, it was almost like uh, you, you heard the sound effect as the ball was going like, because <laughs> it was so poorly thrown. And then to find out that he threw it with a broken hand, it was like, okay. That oh, makes yeah. sense.
2: Oh, yeah. The dudes, dudes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're you're thinking it's like, what is this, like a badminton birdie? Like, what is what is going on here? And then, yeah, he, he ended up making you find out that he actually broke his finger. Was it his hand or his finger?
1: There was something in his hand. Yeah, his I hand. think they said it was a bone in his hand. Don't know which one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just then, for him to be able to do it. Then they showed Alan frantically, like, trying to wave off the play. Oh, yeah. And it's all like you could hear Dayball in his head going, F. In. I don't care. It's going to be open. Like, he'll still be able to go.
2: <laughs> Do you wish at that moment that when the Bills did that fourth and inches sneak at the end of the game, that they had a little bit more trickery like that? Because, I mean, I mean, looking back at the play, like there were several different angles of it. And you can see Josh didn't go the right way when he dove. He slipped. A lot of things had to go wrong in that play. Like, he could have gotten that first down. Um, so I wasn't upset with the call. Do you ever think that they should have I, Dable? Get, it's just funny, Dable's... You're damned if you do, it. You're damned if you don't, because he'll get too cute sometimes, and you're just like, "What the heck was that?" And then, you know, he'll he'll do something that's really impressive. You're like, "Oh, that worked out perfectly." Like like you said, that that touch of the, the Buffalo Special, right? Um, well,
0: yeah.
1: Well, like think about it. the The first week they ran that awful throwback play to I think it was Matt Breida, and there were seven dudes in the backfield, and. <laughs> It got blown up and all of us were pissed because Dayball got cute. And then when you do the thing that everybody knows is coming, that Josh usually still makes it work. We had some and I I was proud of Bill's Twitter for not like bringing out the torches and the pitchforks and and going after him for calling the boring one. But there was that thought in my head where why not keep Josh in the gun there and run the old read option. Because if you give him some space, then the line can't condense down like that. Mm-hmm. And if they do condense down, then he's got some extra time. There's also my my favorite underutilized play is the little shovel toss to Isaiah McKenzie. Because I don't think he's ever lost yardage on that play. Mm-hmm. Because he's always flying through on that little jet sweep. So, yeah, we I there was a part of me, but that was more reacting to the result than reacting to or thinking through what the play was because i i i get it and the other thought process too in there even if al if alan gets that they have to call timeout at that point essentially you got to burn your last timeout so that's not a play to win the game that's a play to get you another play to win the game which i think was my only problem with going with a sneak because unless he sneaks for three yards you're you're still going to have to run another play Mm -hmm. so that if if there were one thing that i would say i would say you know what yeah maybe you try to do it and then of course i'm even talking myself out of that now because if you run a play to try to get into the end zone and win the game and you don't get it well why didn't you just pick up the inches call the timeout, and then go run another play so it's and we're sitting here this is what a week later and we're still talking about it and we're still coming through all these. Dayball had 35 seconds
2: to yeah, figure yeah, something no out kidding.
1: and to radio it in. And that's why those guys get the big bucks and uh, and you and I are chilling out talking about it. You <laughs> know what I
2: mean?
1: Yep. Here, and if we blow that play, then uh, I can smash my Madden controller or hit the reset button or uh, you know just fast forward to the game and, and life goes on. Mm-hmm. But with him, now he's got to sit there. Part of me thinks, too, he's such a dastardly MRF'er that I think the next time they're in a situation like that, Allen's going to deke like he's going to come up to the line, and they're going to do something different. I almost feel like everything he does, it's a show to set you up, let's put this on tape and do something later, which sounds dumb because it didn't work and they ended up losing the game, but I can't think that that's his only, that that's his best read there. He just... Why would you show it in week six in October? Mm -hmm. Like It's a game, sure, but this is a team that has way greater aspirations and has way bigger fish to fry than a game in October. I I think these guys, when you you see the rubber meet the road and and it's later on in the year, there's going to be something a little bit more creative.
2: Yeah, you know, I hope that that you're right and they're playing 3D, 4D chess or whatever because if you're setting teams up now, because I mean, I have to imagine, I've never been a scout, obviously, that you have to go back to like teams that either have similar profiles as your team to look back at like the team that you're going to play against or the last few games. And if you're a coach like, like Brian Dable, and you're thinking that far ahead. You're like nobody's going to think of a week six play when it comes down to the playoffs, and like you know the first week or the second week of of you know the divisional round. Like nobody's thinking like what happened in week five or week six against the Titans. Is that how, what they might do to us? Like no, they're not thinking that far ahead. No one has time to do that much back at work, but right. But yeah, so so last season after a heartbreaking loss they went right into a bye week they it was the uh the Hail Mary against uh the Arizona Cardinals uh, which we yep. all know and remember and love and love talking about and then you have uh you know this last loss against uh the Titans you know which makes us you know t- talk about it and think about it for another week longer than we have to after that the bills were 7 and 3 going into that bye week they didn't lose a game after that right they won six games in a row. Um, they did an amazing job. Um, is this now <laughs> the buys a little bit earlier this season? So they can't just win, you know, the next six games and, and win out. Uh, they have more games this season in general. Um, can you see this? in general, as a kick in the pants and more of a motivation to get to that level as opposed to just a normally good season? Like, Do you think they come out with their hair on fire? Or do you think they just, they just stick with their plan? It's always been their plan. They don't even think about the Titans game.
1: I think it might be a combo of both, truthfully, because I, I think that this team self-scouts better. They definitely self-scout better than any Buffalo team that I've followed closely. Um, I, I I was I was young enough when they were really really good back in the '90s that I wasn't paying attention to that. I was just paying attention to the result. But like <laughs> watching what these guys do, they don't often do the same thing wrong twice. They seem to do a whole hell of a lot better once they've had the opportunity to fail. And I, I it's a huge credit to Sean McDermott, to Leslie Frazier, to Brian Dayball, to the entire staff, really, when they're sitting there and saying, "Hey guys." You F this up. Don't do that again. This is where you need to learn from it. It's a testament to the players, too, where you've got leaders in there who they're not worried. I I don't think they look at that as an, oh, shoot, they beat us. And now Tennessee just beat Kansas City. We better we better keep up with them. You know what I mean? I I think they're going to come right out and say, we got Miami. We need to take care of Miami. Mm And then they're going to blow Miami out. And then they're going to say, all right, that's what we wanted to do. Now we got Jacksonville and they're going to go blow Jacksonville out. So I, I, I think that they're going to come right out and they're going to do exactly what we thought they were. I figured, yeah, I feel like Denny Green now. They are who we <laughs> thought they were. So, and, and they, they are exactly in the place that I, I assumed that they would be truthfully. Cause if you think like be if we're honest with ourselves, right. Of those first six games, I think uh, there were a lot of people that had Buffalo losing to Kansas city. They had Buffalo beating Miami, beating Washington, beating Houston and Tennessee and Pittsburgh were kind of coin flips where it's like okay these are good football teams yep. that are going to test to see how good the bills are and they went ahead and they happened to lose both of those battles against teams that are tough and i still by the way think buffalo's way better than both of them yeah and i i don't i like i don't feel arrogant or or out of pocket saying that either i i think that you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that would say well you know tennessee is is really head and shoulders better than buffalo tennessee's damn good mm-hmm. but i i think if if the bills and the titans played each other 10 times buffalo wins seven of the games
2: yeah yeah i would i would have a hard time disagreeing with anything that you mentioned there i mean yeah it's 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 I, like you said, self-scouting, self-evaluating. I mean, this is the Sean McDermott method of, you know, growth mindset, always learning from what you're doing, always trying to get better. Um, you know, what's funny is it's actually like a good life lesson in general for us that aren't football players. You know, whatever you do at your job, whatever you do as as a husband or father or you know, wife or, or mother, whatever, like all those things, like constantly trying to evaluate yourself and looking at how you're doing, what you can do better, how you can become. Um, better in general, and th- you're right. I mean, the self scouting, the ability of this team to look at it and then like concentrate and focus again on the next item at hand is is just unparalleled compared to to uh, regimes and coaching staffs that we've seen in the past. It's such a good such a good place to be.
1: They are they're proactive, not reactive, yes. and they're the kind of guys who like like you just said. I mean, you can't change what happened, but you can still change what is going to happen. So if you can sit back and and say, hey that didn't go how I wanted it to, these are the things I need to do to make it go better next time. Then yeah, then, then everything is, it might not be perfect. You, mm-hmm. you still might fail a few times, but it's, it's going to put you in a much better mindset and a much better situation. So yeah, I, I think that there, the, the growth mindset thing is, is huge, man. We could go all like <laughs> go to the ashram and hang out and, and talk about, that for a little while but that's that would get us off of football and more
2: (laughs) absolutely absolutely so right now um as it is right now on nfl.com the standings for the conference the bills are fourth right now of course they weren't able to play a game this this past week but um, right now ahead of them, we mentioned the Titans, so I won't go on about that, but the Raiders and Bengals are actually, the Raiders are number two, the Bengals are number one in the AFC right now, and don't ask me to explain exactly why that is, I don't know which tiebreaker makes them at 5-2, nope. the, the number one ranked team in the AFC, but this is interesting, I don't know if any of us looking into the season would be like, okay, the Bills may eventually face the Bengals or the Raiders, you know, at some point in the postseason, and uh, I haven't watched a ton on either team. I think I watched more of that Packers Bengals game uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, with it going back and forth uh, into overtime, so they could easily be six and one right now. Had had their kicker been able to kick a field goal, um, I. I, I it's, yeah, it, this 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 whole conference is just is just so much different than what I thought it would be. Do you get that feeling at all?
1: I well, yeah. I I think it was Mina Kimes at some point today tweeted. Uh, a meme. And it was like her looking at a butterfly. And it was like, which of the teams is actually good? <laughs> like yeah. who, who knows where it is? Cause you just said that the Raiders were ahead. I mean, I, I spent the day like building a crib and like getting the the baby nursery ready for, for, and I didn't watch anything. So I thought that the chargers were in first place in the West. I didn't realize that they had fallen down below Vegas so th- this is like this is way way topsy turvy for for where we thought this would be, and Kansas City isn't even in. Where are they?
2: They're tenth. They're not even. Right. In, they're not even in the playoffs at this yeah, point. It's, it,
1: it's October, man. So it's it's not what I thought it would be. But they're still like, yeah, I, I I am stunned at how well Cincinnati has played. I mean, I think everybody knew that Joe Burrow was good. I don't know that they thought that he was elevate the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in only his second year. Good. Uh, Most many have tried. Few have succeeded. (laughs) So I I, yeah. And and Vegas is another team that is confusing. Right. I mean, they don't seem to do any one thing particularly well, but they also don't seem to lose. Mm hmm. So I, I don't know what to make of them. I mean, especially since they're, they're on an interim head coach uh, so it. That's, that's a, an odd, unique situation going on out there. So I, I think that it's, it's, I think at the end when, when the smoke settles or it's, it's going to be Buffalo, mm-hmm. it's going to be Baltimore. Uh, you you got to figure it's going to be Tennessee uh, somehow. Patrick Mahomes almost got decapitated today, yet he yep. cleared concussion protocol. Jeez. I don't I don't know how that works. Uh, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, but that did not look good. So I, I don't know how that works, but if, if he's right back in there, they got to get it figured out at some point, I would assume. <laughs> um, and it, if they don't, you're looking at three of the four divisions, well, actually, I guess two of the four divisions in the AFC, uh, the North and, and the West, are just going to be a bunch of heavyweights beating the bejesus out of each other. And then you're going to have Buffalo and Tennessee pretty mm-hmm. much blowing out the rest of their division. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know how many games Tennessee has left against theirs, but Buffalo still has two against New England, two against the Jets, and this Miami game upcoming. Uh, so you've got to figure that out of that five, Buffalo's probably coming away with four wins.
2: Mm-hmm. The Titans have only played two divisional games at this point, and they're 2-0, and oh. obviously. Um, so four more, and the Bills only have one, really. So uh, Yeah,
1: so you're looking at, at, at a team who's probably going to pick up by if Tennessee's, what did they, was that their fourth win this week or their fifth?
2: Their fifth. They're
1: 5-2. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got, they're not going to lose. They're not dropping a game to Houston. You know, they're, they're not dropping a game to, to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So maybe Apple's gives them a run.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at... So the Bills, one thing that sticks out looking at the standings is the Bills have... 105 points as their point differential, which is way more than any team has in the AFC. And the only team that's close to it in the NFC for the most part is the Arizona Cardinals. Now uh, the next closest one, they have 111. The bills are 105. The Cardinals are at 111. So a little bit better than the bills. The Buccaneers are 86. The next closest out of both conferences. And man, like, let's say, let's say we're looking down the road. Let's just say we're, we're just in, in in dreamland and fantasy land, looking at the bills being in the Super Bowl imagine the storylines between the Arizona Cardinals or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you're talking like two really, really fun matchups between either of them that you could, that would be really fun. There's, there's history there that there, there just is.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, with Buffalo and Arizona, we'd have be, you know, forced to watch 40,000 repeats of, you know, the latest play to get a cutesy nickname that happened <laughs> to go against Buffalo. And with, Tampa Bay, you'd obviously have the the whole trying to slay Brady storyline in there. With with Buffalo and Arizona, the subplot too would be you know two teams that have never won a Super Bowl before. Mm-hmm. One of them has to come out of here with one. Mm-hmm. So it's that that would be an interesting matchup if we're if we're allowing ourselves to to dream that yeah. far ahead.
2: Yeah, that's great. Well. Um, Sean, I mean, this is this has been a blast. Like I said, you know, you could do ten minutes. It seems like an hour. We've already done almost an hour. It feels like, um, it looks like this was this was a fun chat. It's fun uh, bi week discussion on you know where we see the bills right now. Um, where their, their, you know, not too distant future is, and even, you know, the far distant future with, you know, everything happening, you know, who knows what can happen, though injuries, everything occurs, uh, you know, with, within our division within our team outside of our division and everything out that. There. So there's a lot of things that we don't know. But man, this has been, uh, this has been a really fun conversation. Thanks for thanks for taking the time out for doing this and uh, and talking bills with me, man.
1: Dude. Anytime. Like I said, you ever need me. I'm i uh, I'm literally a call away. So it's perfect. I love it. Thank you.
2: So Sean, I mean, obviously, you know, people can find your work on Buffalo Um and, where else can they find you? Is there another, I know you don't use Twitter a lot or social media or anything like that. I mean, what's the best way for them to just find, I didn't find a a way in Buffalo Romans. You can search specific articles. And what I just do is I basically scroll down. If I see, you know, Sean Murphy in it, then I can just click it. And I can see all your last, uh, latest articles and comments and stuff in the, in the message boards. Uh, what's the best way to find you?
1: Honestly, I think that's pretty much it, man. Like I said, I'm i I'm not Bruce Nolan level, uh, undercover, but I, uh, I keep a fairly low profile in there. So I just like, uh, I like blasting out parts of uh, parts of the team. You know what I mean? We got a really good thing going at Buffalo rumbling. So you see my stuff, you see Matt's stuff, you see Dan's stuff, you see Jeff's stuff, you see Griff's stuff. I mean, I'm sure that I'm missing people too. You see John's stuff. You see Anthony does a great job with the pods. You're killing it with the pods. I just, we have John Fina on a podcast. (laughs) Oh yeah. Freaking real. Are you kidding me? Like, Oh, my God, that guy is a legend. All right, I just fangirled a little bit. <laughs> like, I, I saw that the other day, and I'm like, ah, that's, that's great. So it's, uh, yeah, anytime that you can find it, man, I mean, if you Google search Sean Murphy, you're going to come up with like 9,000 different random Irish people. So it's uh, if you if you just enter, there's a search bar on Buffalo Rumblings, and you can you can pop my name in there, and then all that stuff, is it should show up
2: very cool well you know I mean it John Fiend is nothing I mean I got Eric Wood coming on the podcast next week and he's gonna be my co-host for another show that we call uh Nate and Nate loves wood or so I don't know something like that no just oh, dude
1: Eric Wood this is random I know you're trying to get me out of here no, no. We're, at, we're at the you're I good? was uh at uh, the last time I was up in Buffalo I was at uh at the 716 way later than I probably should have been. And as I was trying to find my friends, I turned around and I thought I ran into a lamppost and it was actually Eric Wood <laughs> that I ran because I, I like walked into this lit- and I looked at him and I was like, hi. And he just went, hey man, how you doing? You good? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm sorry. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. He just walked away. And I was like, oh my God. Because it was like right after he had retired and he had just lost weight. Uh-huh. So I think he was shocked, a that I recognized him. But I was shocked because when I slammed into him, it was like I ran into one of those like steel beams that holds up your house. <laughs> like he was an absolute, just a tank. Wow. So I, I I bumped him and I, I texted my wife right away, and she's like, "Oh, you're like having a moment. Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Thanks a lot, Thanks honey. <laughs> I
2: appreciate." <laughs> it. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is a great story. Uh, I that is that is so funny that you just ran into him and you felt like it was like an actual immovable object. Like that's.
1: He was, he was a a brick, you know what house? Like that guy was absolutely, he was not moving and I'm not, I'm, I'm six foot three, but I am not anywhere near like, I'm I'm a little under his fighting weight, we'll mm. put it that way. So I'm a bean pole. So I bumped into him and I I definitely gave ground.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. That's all Eric Eric is the man. I mean, everything I've I've ever listened to his podcast and stuff like that. You know what's funny about John Fina being on, and I hope he listens to this, is he is super, super down to earth and just like just like a guy you know like as like you yeah. said fangirling about that stuff man i do that all the time about these guys i mean i've been able i've been very fortunate i've talked to like i don't know seven or ten bills players in the past mm-hmm. and present and i get that way every single time and john Phoenix, so we did a a preview for the titans bills game with joe miller uh big Newt, um bruce nolan and myself on YouTube, and it's the first time I've ever done a YouTube thing. Like that was fun. It was just, uh, just talking, you know, uh, just you know, just talking Bill's tight and stuff, right? And John Fina gets in the chat, and he's chatting up with people. He's busting chops. He's just like, it's so cool. Like for us, it's just like, man, like you're. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Like I messaged him the other day, like, man, that was cool. You were. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I love, I love, I love creeping in on those conversations. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: <laughs> it's like. Forget that these guys are actual people too. It's look at them and we we put them up on a pedestal and we're like, you know, I wish that I were that guy and then you meet him and you're like, oh man, he's just a guy and he's a great guy. This is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's he's what you would hope, right? Like exactly. as a Bill's fan. All right, real quick, we're going to do our giveaway for the podcast. If you're not familiar with this, uh, we do giveaway each week. Uh, Sometimes we do several giveaways like we are doing right now. If you'd like to be part of uh, any of the giveaways that we do on the circling the wagons podcast, uh, just leave a five-star review for us on Apple podcasts and uh, just mentioned CTW circling the wagon, CTW pod, whatever you want um, in that description. And this year it's new. We are saying add another podcast within the network to say something nice about, because I know you guys are listening to them as you should be. Uh, and they do a great job. They put in a ton of work too. Um, so, uh want to give a shout out to them some people have mentioned like hey I don't have an iPhone or a Mac uh I can't get into iTunes um you can absolutely uh create an account with iTunes just sign in um you don't have to download music or podcasts or anything from there you just do it from a desktop uh and just uh you know put something that you're going to recognize because when I put in these names or when I reread these names um hopefully it's something that uh that you'll see and uh and be able to uh be like oh yeah that's me it's uh you know uh Whatever, the real tug, whatever it is, uh, you'll remember. So we're going to give away an Ed Oliver jersey, a Daryl Talley jersey, and two t-shirts from our T Public site. That uh, site is teepublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod, like Circling the Wagon's Pod. Um, We have uh, over 100 Bills designs there. You guys have... To check it out if you're looking for a gift for someone if you're looking for something for yourself uh, before the uh before the end of the season or in the next couple weeks uh go over there tpublic.com slash stores slash ctwpod we have some of the best designs out there uh for buffalo Bills things. we're constantly adding our new designs uh our graphics designer nick does a fantastic job he did a groot uh design for uh, greg rousseau um he has you know some really cool designs that some favorites, some Hall of Famers like uh, Sean McDermott, Trusting the Process, the Trust the Process Bay. We're sprinkling a little bit of process over that elbow. Um, we also have, you know, Josh Allen jumping over the haters, hurling the haters. Um, just a lot of cool things out there. You have to check it out. Something for everyone. My wife and I just got it. Uh, just got a couple of shirts for ourselves and for our son. So go over there. So the winners for the over oh, real quick. Um, I was on a podcast with. Uh, this, uh, this group called the Violet Wanderers, and these are, these are three uh, uh, folks that are uh, trans or transitioning or uh, in that level of, you know, uh, gender fluidity. And um, they asked me, the, the, the host on the podcast, Alexis, um, she's listening to the podcast, The she's a uh, Blockport native. <clears throat> super cool, super fun to talk to. Uh, she reached out. She's like, hey, you know, you want to come on here and talk bills? You know, obviously we're a trans podcast. Um, you know, hope that doesn't bother you or whatever. And it didn't, It, you know, honestly, I don't know a ton of trans people uh, personally. I, I just don't. Um, and they were so cool, so open, so fun. I would absolutely, if you're interested uh, or open about those things, I would absolutely recommend it. Um, she's going to release that podcast in the next uh week or so the violet wanderers um just just really just nice down to earth people um which is always what you want to talk about and obviously we talk bills in there we go into some stuff and and uh and Alexis she was the Bills fan she definitely knows her stuff uh, more than I would say maybe even the average fan like I mean even even me I mean she's she's teaching me a few things or two so that was really cool. Um absolutely check them out. Um and you know the good thing about Bills in general Bills fans is for the most part really open and accepting and appreciative of of that. You know whether it's based on gender or based on race or based on religion or whatever. Um, it's really great fan base to be a part of, and I'm proud to be a Bills fan because of it. And this was just you know it, it was a chance to learn, a chance to talk, and a chance to to grow. I mean, I feel like I we mentioned with Sean earlier. I feel like we got to have that growth mindset in our own lives. And if you're not learning or or doing something, if you're not moving up, you're just You're just not moving, as far as I'm concerned. So let's get into the giveaways. First giveaway, first winner is the Critical Chef, which has won before. Critical Chef has won at least two items. So this might be his third. He listens religiously. um, So uh, hopefully he gets back to me quickly. Riots of Heaven is next. Riots of Heaven. The third winner is Sumit M Gupta. That's Sumit N. Gupta. And the fourth winner is JDK underscore II. That's JDK underscore II. The first one to get back to me, email me. or ctwpod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter or tweet at us. Message us over Facebook or Instagram. Whatever you want to do, let us know that you heard this podcast, that you heard your name called. And the first one gets to choose uh, which item you want between the at Oliver jersey, Daryl Taylor jersey, or the 2T public store t-shirts. And um, Yeah. Yeah, just let me know, and the first one gets the choice. And you have to listen. One of the things that, you know, you have to listen each week because I will not contact you, even if I do recognize the name and I know who's uh, who left the review and uh, I know their Twitter handle, um, I'm not going to contact you. But all of these giveaways are able to be done with the uh, sponsorship of the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, Mike John and voiceover Nick and myself are going to be at the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago for the November 7th game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So if you are in town, if you think you might go to Waterloo or you're in that area, you think you want to take a take a drive down um the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago is a very cool place i would absolutely recommend it we're going to go there we're going to have some food we're going to uh have a few drinks watch the game there if you are in the area and you want to talk bills you want to talk gambling with us because we are definitely we're pretty much the entire drive from Rochester to Waterloo is going to be d- discussing what we're going to put our bets on what what kind of parlays we're going to do uh which teams we like we're going to have probably have some uh money on the bills game just cuz you know make it a little bit more interesting Um, if you are in the area, definitely stop by DM us, message us, uh, over social media or whatever, email us, let us know. And, uh, and hopefully we can, we can catch up. We love talking football. We love talking bills with anyone that's around and then we'll be recording the podcast right after there. Uh the the amazing people over there Eddie has set up uh an area where we're going to record the podcast after um and hopefully we can get all four of us on. That'd be fun. I, I know you guys obviously are fans of uh of Mike and John and Voiceover Nick is always a good time uh to talk to about all these things. So uh so yeah. So so thanks again to the uh DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago over at the uh, Delago uh resort and casino for setting us all up and and helping us out and uh you know if you're around uh come say hi but yeah sean man thank you so much again for coming on you're the man as always congratulations on the on the little one you know coming around uh you building the nursery for
1: First, we're we're adding a girl to the to the team, so I, we got two boys, and now uh, now we get a girl on Thanksgiving Day. So my wife already knows that uh, we've you know we got to go early. Here, but <laughs> we got to get that set. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I actually kids I in the classroom the other day. They were like well, you can just watch the game on your phone. Right. And I was like, boys, you, you got a lot to learn. If you think that I'm going to be able to focus on a phone and a football game while that's happening, got like, am I going to be able to sleep on your couch after, you know, that, I mean, or will you come to my funeral? Yeah, you... So no, that, that can't happen. But yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. It is, uh, uh, you got to hope the labor goes early so that she's done, you know, by the Thanksgiving game. So, like, the labor exactly. start, start, starts the day before. That's fine. Like an early one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's all. We we keep totally. telling all our family, like, come to our house for Thanksgiving. You might get fed. You might deliver a baby. And you might be babysitting. So, who, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the
2: all, all the women in your family will love the, holding the baby. So, guys are a little weird and funny about that. But the women will love it. So, funny thing. Um, this is your first girl. Yes. I... Had my first was a son, my second was a girl. Um, I was kind of thinking I was going to get two boys, uh, which is weird because I grew up with sisters, so it would have been a, just a weird thing for me to deal with. And and I've never had, you know. So so it was it was a fun experience. And we found out we were having a girl, and I was like, oh, this is going to be different. How am I going to do, dude? Like people don't talk about this. Men guys don't talk about this enough. Dude, girls are fun. They're so much fun. Like, you think guys, boys are hilarious, and they just, you know, they tackle you, they play games with you, they play, like, girls are just, they just have this other vibe, right? And it's just so awesome that, uh, that, and my buddy, my buddy John, who's a co-host on the podcast, he has two girls, and he told me, man, he's like, congratulations, you're going to love this. And people have told me this, and I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I love having a boy. Like, what could, how much ever going to be? Did it, it is different in an other level that you just can't understand because you've had boys, it is you're gonna enjoy it man i'm really excited for you
1: awesome i appreciate it man how old's your daughter
2: she's two and a half now and she is yeah yeah she's she's hilarious like she she still hasn't gotten into like the the daddy is my favorite stage but she's starting to kind of get into it and uh she just like boys are just pure chaos man like just like (laughs) just like whatever happens boom don't think about it like they never think ahead like girls like like clean up something sometimes, like like my two year old will clean up more than my five year old guess yeah.
1: yeah, no, I can't wait. I've been uh, a lot of most of my friends had a girl first, okay. so we were the only ones who had the boys first, so they've all been looking at me like, you hey, wait, buddy, can see it like I, I coach girls,
0: oh yeah, and they're that's right.
1: and like they're like as hard as it is for you to like say no to other people's kids. Like just like just wait, pal. just wait until it's your own. So I I'm I'm hyped, dude. I can't wait. We're a month out, so I'm like sitting here like, come on, let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's get. There.
2: Oh, that's awesome, awesome man. Well, have a good one. Thanks again for coming on, and and I, I'm sure we'll talk again soon, man. This is always a great time.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
3: Yeah, anytime you need me, I'm here. Buffalo stand up. It's the mafia. oh <laughs> uh. It's a Bill City, yeah, a Buffalo Bill City, yo, Uh, it's a Bill City, yeah, a Buffalo Bill City, yo, we got Josh Shadlin, got Step Digs, we got Cole, Leon Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow, Mafia, you know we on a roll. Even close, yeah. Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got digs and bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill, come and replay us. Cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody 4, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, some hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. What? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Buffalo Bill, a city. Buffalo Bill yeah. city, yeah Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Taron Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Trey Please believe me, we got high right behind them and Poya Free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a star. Greg Russo can show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around them. Our team is grounded over. Oh, yeah. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four. We Ready, kick they buck up like Ike. Yeah, we ready, Dawson. that's with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, some hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got step digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition, and it's not even close. It's a full yeah. city. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Nobody
3: circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, Nate.